0: Hey, welcome. It's time for Bollocks Talks and Tangents. And I got Lenny back from his worldwide trip. You got to pull the mic close, Lenny.
1: That's why I was just waving.
0: There you go. You got to pull it close. Come in. All right. We got Blake in the studio. We got the full crew here. Mm-hmm. Lenny, I'm a little concerned that your shirt's a little drab.
1: Well, you know, I did have another one in the car in case this one was vibrating on uh, on camera, but, you know. I think it
0: looks great. I can, I can, see, brighten you. It up. I can see you in there. You're looking yeah.
1: very fine. Said the man who's wearing a, a sunset and a sunrise. Yeah. Well, you know, I got my marita bread shirt on. There you go. Beautiful. So it's,
0: I'm rocking it. We're colorful tonight. All right. So it's Thursday. It's yeah. 634, and that means it's time for Bollocks Talks and Tangents. time for us to have a drink. And go down some rabbit holes. I love the tangents part of this. I really, (laughs) really do. Tangents are real. (laughs) All right. We got to start off with our sponsors. And we're going to start off with uh, our newest sponsor, Coquina Coast Realty. Um, Coquina Coast Realty, they do commercial, they do residential, they can help you through development. uh, And the main guy there, his name's Troy Blevins. Incredibly handsome. Wow.
1: Wow. Talented man. I've heard of him. Incredibly handsome man. Wow. Nice. Not so tall. But it's like one-stop shopping, however. yeah, yeah you, know, exactly. you can
0: start to finish. We get you through the whole thing.
1: We get you the ground, and then we we get you open. Exactly. I'm liking that. Exactly. You know, dirt to door. All right, better than ashes to ashes, I suppose. No, that's much better than yeah. that. We
0: should do that word. <laughs> right. i got to um, remember them. That's the next trick. Next on the list, um, my man Jeff, uh, River and Fort Restaurant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the best views in town, if not the best view in town. They have a great bourbon selection. By the way, we're drinking. Four roses, four baby. Four roses. Four roses, single barrel. Small batch, numbered. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. But uh, River and Fort, they have probably one of the best appetizers called the Grand Tower, which, if you're a seafood mm. lover, it's worth it. All right. Um, St. Augustine Pirate Museum. Arr. All right. I had family in town yesterday. I sent them there, and they were just like. This place is amazing. I can't hit high notes right, right. now. <laughs> so, but they absolutely loved it. Um, you know, at, at the Pirate Museum, they have over eight hundred artifacts, original artifacts. One of the first Jolly Rogers. Mm-hmm. So, one of the original Jolly Rogers. I, I think there's like only two two in captivity. <laughs> I think there's only two that exist in <laughs> yeah, the world. Yeah, and it's one of, one of them that's been authenticated. There's a bunch of them, but there's well, only but there's real authenticated. Right. right. All right. Um, staying on a uh, sponsor row Mehan's
1: Irish Pub. Tell them about mm. this place. It's 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 my favorite bar and restaurant in St. Augustine because you can go for a drink, you can go for a meal, you can sit on a porch, you can watch a rocket launch. Hey, I don't know if they have space left, but if anybody's looking for a great place to watch the fireworks on the Fourth, I'd give them a call. Um, you know, it might be it might be a little bit of a cover charge to get on that yeah, porch, but you will not have a, you will not have a better view in town. And if not downstairs, you, you know they make their own Irish cream every day. You know we're talking. Desserts later, and it would be unfair of me to um, put the Irish cream that they make daily in the dessert category, though it really is. It's, yeah. that, it's that good. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's it's a fun great. place. It's excellent. It's a fun place.
0: All right, uh, staying on uh, sponsorship row, uh, we have City Gates Distillery and St. Augustine Distillery, the best tasting tours in the country, and they're right here in St. Augustine. You guys need to get out there and check out their amazing flavors. They have some unique flavors at City Gate yeah. and quality. Bourbon at St. Augustine Distillery. Some of the best I've had. And quality, quality people always there to help. A. Bear Kresge & Associates, best CPAs in town. They'll help you if you're wanting to start a business. Don't do your taxes yourself. (laughs) You're losing money if you do the taxes yourself. Don't be a numbskull. Get down there. Give them a call. A. Bear Kresge & Associates. Cheshire, Custom and Collisions. You got it. I got it. Okay, I have to check with Blake every time. I, 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 I understand I wanna, that. I understand I that. I'm very that. proud of you. Right. All right. Uh, these guys are amazing, putting cars back together. You know, people are going to get in accidents. You're going to have some boo-boos. You're going to have a shopping cart hit your car. You know, and you just want to touch it up, go see these guys. Or if you need a,
2: hmm.
1: you know, I have older cars. Or if yeah. you need
0: a full paint job, go see these guys.
1: Maybe I can have them fix my door. Somebody keyed it in the Big Lots parking lot one day for no reason, really, whatever. And I know when it happened. It was Were, you, wear, were you wearing that shirt? No, no. I was actually very conscious of the fact that as I was getting out of my car, not to, not to touch the door next to me. And I made sure that. That's how conscious I was. And uh-huh. there was somebody sitting in the back seat of the car who probably didn't have the windows, the air conditioning on or whatever. But when I came back out, my car was, that door was keyed. And I'm sure they thought that I knocked into their car, which I was Wow. Absolutely conscious of, and I didn't, and it just sort of sucks. Just yeah. saying, yeah, it's below average. Yeah, even on the metric system. So maybe I could, maybe I could uh, bring yeah, it to, to these guys and yeah. uh,
0: see give, if they can't buff it out. Give Chris a call; they can definitely do it. They it's worth a, a shot. It. Yeah. All right. So uh, you've been on a little journey.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful trips.
0: So you you went to Croatia.
1: I you recommend it.
0: Yep. You were here, and then you went to.
1: Chicago Someplace Windy And city-like Yeah What was it Chicago, Chicago How do you say it Yeah I just call it the, the Second city Because it ain't New York Second city But I love me Chicago I do Yeah I, lo- I love Spring, Chicago Spring, fall Summer gets a little hot And winter just Why mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about that I can tell you this I love New York mm.
0: I love Chicago I hate L.A.
1: Randy Newman loves L.A. Yeah the short people had right. no reason to live. Well, easy, <laughs> he's
0: like five six, wouldn't
1: he? I have no idea. In, but, in, that
0: his best song.
1: I think he said, right. I think he was right, laughing all the way to the bank yeah. on that one for sure. Yeah, but no, Chicago was great. Went to went to see um, the two Dead and Company shows at Wrigley Field. Okay, because this is ostensibly their last tour. They're going to finish in San Francisco and be done, or Santa Clara, and stop touring as Dead and Company. Mm-hmm. So I was able to catch the two Wrigley shows and. All I have to say is tie-dye rules, but um, yeah. the, the Saturday Night Show was the best post-Jerry Garcia dead band show that I have seen, and that's from the mid-90s to now, and I've seen every iteration of them. How many dead uh, shows did you see? About a hundred,
0: give or take, yeah. A couple right. more. I don't, I, I, and I'm asking this out of ignorance, because I don't know <laughs> this. What's the significance of the thirteen point uh, lightning bolt?
1: Oh, I didn't know that there was the points mattered. It's just they did. It's 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 a very significant right. It's 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 a bias. It's on a bias, and it's it's like it's almost like a saw. Oh, it's recognizable in its uniqueness, but I I, there may be a rationale to that, but I that I don't know. Yeah.
0: Shazam's only got this,
1: right? Yeah, you know? it's just just the one and the two, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that I don't know because it, it looks almost saw cut. Yeah, right. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a gentleman at trivia last night sitting around the corner, and he on a, a beige shirt, and in the center was just the um, blue and red. Yin and Yang with that lightning bolt going yeah. through the middle of it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that, yeah. and that's
1: and that's all it said. There was I no I'm Sure,
0: you would know that. I'm,
1: I'm, no, but now I'm gonna have to. Now I'm gonna have to look sad. into it. Right. Well, but now I'm gonna have to look into that.
0: Oh, Blake's on it already. Oh, good, Blake. Teach me. I, I guarantee you, Blake's Blake's on it already. You're 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 looking it up right now. The <laughs> research team in there. He's looking befuddled. <laughs> exactly.
1: We'll fill you in later. But I, I will say... we didn't
2: you know, to the conversation at all? No, you, I thought that... Well, unfortunately, we're, we're on a time crunch right now, so it probably might be best to we get... We have a
0: whole hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I want you to look it up for the halftime and tell us that answer. You can look it up in, like, 30 seconds. I know you, Blake. For what question? Uh, what's the significance of the points on the lightning bolt for the... Uh, Grateful Dad.
1: If anybody out there knows, you know, let, it, let yeah. us know. I hook a couple of brothers up, would you? But anyway, you know, we, we can get on to desserts and sweet stuff and words and things like that. Day. Right. But I will say, the Saturday Night Show was the best show I've seen. And it was John, at Wrigley. It was at Wrigley. And John Mayer is just a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah, I phenomenal. Tell you right now.
0: Wrigley's still. Blake and I's favorite baseball stadium we've been to.
1: It's very confining and very friendly. It's so nice. It's and they redid the they did the en- redid the entrances. It's great. Ball. The left ball. field bleachers. It's the best place to watch a baseball game. And I've I've been
0: watching a lot of baseball yeah, games. Guys, I know for a lot of years. Yeah. It's not even close. All right.
1: Um,
0: Word origins. Okay. I'm gonna let you go first.
1: Okay. What you got? Well, I'm gonna start with one that I just you know wasn't gonna do, but I'm gonna do. It's cahoots more often in cahoots cahoots. yeah correct and I just need to say on the record that I am not in cahoots with you we just happen to be good at trivia. That's all I got to say. Oh, with the trivia, right? Exactly. Just because we win today frequently, and well, well, I'm in cahoots with you here tonight. But, but in uh, trivia, trivia night. Tri- because we're also when we get into word or when we get into game shows, I'm doing game show scandals, yeah. and I don't want any. There are no scandals there. No. I just happen to know a lot of insignificant facts. Yeah, this isn't the sixty-four thousand dollar. No, nor are my right. Joyce brothers. Cahoots. So, where does it come? Well, it came um about 1827 um and it, it came out of the French and it means to um pair up or to work in concert toward a, toward an end. Um often it has a ne- ne- nefarious connotation, uh-huh. but it comes from the French. It's like uh, being sneaky. Yeah, yeah, right, you know, conspiratorial. Yeah. Um working working um with somebody toward an end um Possibly at somebody's expense, possibly not. Mm. Um, you ever but watch it, the game show Survivor? Yeah, infrequently. Infrequently? Yeah, I don't understand how those alliances work. That's, yeah, it confuses they in, me. They get in cahoots. Yeah, yeah. They get in cahoots with each other. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been able to figure that show out. Um, plus, the semi-drowning is always interesting when you go, rah, I got your mouth out of the water by an inch. Yeah. But... Um, 1827, it it appeared, and it could come from the French word for cabin or hunt, which is cahute, C-A-H-U-T-E, and that may be um, a portmanteau of two words, cabane and hut. So, there you go. I like it. But just for the record, not in cahoots. Not in cahoots. Not not for trivia. Not on Wednesday night. Not on Wednesdays. All right. We are above board. So, I'm starting with knock on wood. Okay. right.
0: And knock on wood, actually, it, it, the best origin they could find, still a little undefined, but the best origin they could find, is it came from the Celts. And in excellent. Celts mythology, a lot of the Celt mythology, they worship trees and some... Druids, excellent, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to do that, it was basically given homage to the tree, and it was like, I'm telling the truth, or
1: I want it to be true. Okay, um... It's, it's funny, because when you said that, I said, you know, if you had done knock on wood, you could do touch wood, mm-hmm. um, which I have a whole other, what I learned, explanation for that phrase, knock on wood or touch wood. Uh-huh. And it was people touching the cross that Jesus was bringing to his crucifixion.
0: Yeah, and I thought, I thought the knock on wood... Would go back to the Christianity, but it didn't at all.
1: Oh, really? Well, it went past it. It went before way, that. Way before that. It. Yeah. But yeah, I had always understood that knock on wood or touch wood was touching mm. the, the cross of Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, I'm yeah. a big fan of druids and trees in yeah. particular. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's your next one? Uh, my next one Blake, is well. Wait,
0: do you have one, Blake? No, I don't.
1: Okay. All right. I am um, not want to
0: leave you out of the out of the circle here. We're giving you homework as we go.
2: Right. Well but 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 we'll quick the like Grateful Dead thirteen though, like 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 it isn't thirteen like thirteen's a lucky number? It's an unlucky number, but I think they owned it as a Yeah. So okay. it's the thirteen points on the on the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Does it what does it say anything about it? Uh well but well 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 apparently there's like multiple there's apparently multiple theories about like, 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 what's supposed to represent, like, like the unluckiness of the number, the 13 colonies that originally populated in America, or. Or, or apparently, the, like, like the thirteen steps to that, the, the, like, like of the hallucination on LSD, like this. Brand, oh like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, all right. That, all right and yeah, more yeah, sensing yeah, yeah. in context. I'm right? going with that one. Right. I'm just looking at Lenny's shirt. <laughs> right. We'll go with the, the context. And, right. and it's our show. We get to pick which ones. So. And I'd say Ben, they've done that, and I definitely yeah. have the T-shirt. There you go. Um, okay. Well, we're doing game shows. Correct? I don't know.
0: You got another word? Over I now. know. And we're doing game shows. We are doing game shows. We're doing game shows. Oh wait! But, if you got one that feeds in. Let me go first. Okay, please, do, please do. Mine. Please
1: do, because you notice that when I can, I try to, try to get my word origins to, to the factor theme. into whatever our subjects are. Yep. So please do, sir.
0: No. So mine is spilled the beans. Any oh. idea?
1: No. You know the term spilled the beans?
0: Yes. All right. So the term spilled the beans means you kind of let out a secret or you revealed something. Right. right. This goes back to ancient
1: Greece. <sighs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Curative. Grandma's cough syrup. Gotcha. Oh, baby. Great band, by the way. Grandpa's Grandpa's <laughs> cough medicine. Yeah. Good bluegrass band. Local.
0: Yeah. But Spilled the Beans goes back to ancient Greece. Really? All right. Okay. And they had secret societies in ancient Greece. Hmm. And to get in to the secret society, the members had to vote. Ah, uh, okay. They voted by using black beans or white beans. Yeah. Black beans means you actually got in. Really, as opposed to being blackballed. I would have went the other way.
1: Right, because if you get blackballed... Completely yep. completely the other yep. way. Wow, okay. But when it went to beans... It's a very educational show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You're learning things here. Yeah. we're lear- Or at least I am. We're laughing and learning. Hopefully. That's exactly right. All right, but
0: they would carry it through and then reveal whether or not it happened. Okay. Like whether or not the person got in. No. As they're carrying it, if you dropped it, they kind of let the secret out. Okay. okay. Oh, all right. And that's where it came from. Spilled the beans.
1: All right, I like that. I like that. So don't spill the beans. I try not to. You know, my, my loose lips don't sink ships. We might do that one know, next week. We're not. <laughs> we're not in cahoots. No, no. All right. So you have one that's going to segue us into game show. I do. A lot of pressure.
0: Whammy. Oh no, whammies! No whammies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got. That's fine, because I'm not doing that that game show, so that's all you, baby. I your luck. Okay, all right. So, Whammy, um, it first appeared in the 1940s, apparently, in print someplace, but it took off in the 1950s, and every um, citation goes back to Little Abner. Mm -hmm. And Evil Eye Flegel was a character in the Little Abner comic strips in the 50s. And if Eagle Eye Flegel pointed at you with one eye open... You got a whammy. If he pointed at you with two eyes open, you got a double whammy. Oh, wow. And that's where whammy comes from. And double whammy in particular. All right. So, do we got to start with pressure luck then? Well, go right ahead. No whammies.
0: So, pressure luck. (laughs) I'm I'm going down here. I got a lot of. I got a lot of. Yeah, I got you. I got a table. (laughs) I got notes here. All right. So, pressure luck. There's a lot of different. Game shows that had um, questions whether or not people were cheating and not cheating.
1: Well, we'll talk about that when when so, we get there.
0: Press your luck. There was a gentleman by the name of Michael Larson. Okay. All right. What he did is he figured out using his VCR and the pause button, figured out the random pattern of the rolling of the really? whammies. Okay. All right. In the game show, press your luck. It's supposed to be random, and when you hit it, if you get a whammy, it knocks you out, and you have to start over again. All right? He did. He played 35 consecutive times without hitting a whammy because he figured out exactly when to hit the button. He was timing it. So he was timing it perfectly. Okay. He earned $110,000. Good for him. He worked for that. All right? Now now, now, correct me if I'm...
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I actually watched that episode. He actually got in the way me early, but but then remembered, so he actually lost a little bit of money. Then
0: Then he got the
2: pattern? Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know you saw that.
1: Wow,
0: okay. But CBS had to investigate it, kind of held his money back, and then they realized, it's kind of like counting cards in in Vegas. It's not illegal. Kind of frowned upon. But we're not inviting you back, right? right? you're smart enough.
1: right. Then you get to keep the money. So Michael oh. Larson, yeah, he figured, earned he earned that stuff. He
0: figured it, it's not cheating.
1: No, so, I'm just thinking. I'm just laughing because when you said VCR, there's there there may be some people out there going, "What's a VCR?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. I would like to. I, I'm curious of the demographic of our audience, but yeah, all
0: right. And and I have a list of the top twenty game game shows. shows? If you guys can, from ever, it's from forever. Okay, from forever. And I'll tell you this: I would have never guessed the one they have ranked number one as number one.
2: Hmm. All right, you now, guys want to go, now, back, now go based, back? and forth? Now is it based on like the IMDb ratings? Like 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 like, like whatever they think? Like the
1: it really didn't give me. It was it was kind of a Wikipedia type thing. Uh, oh, so it's yeah. Marcy sitting in her basement in yeah. White Plains writing this stuff in and giving them three bucks every time Wikipedia asks. It's it. still not. A terrible, gotcha. It's not
0: a terrible list. Oh no, I'm sure. Okay. But I I agree. With most in the top 10. All okay. Right. All right? Nice. So I'm going to let you guys go back and forth. Each of you get three guesses.
1: If you get it in the top 10, you get a point. Okay. Well, if, if you're prefacing it like that, I'm going to think Jeopardy is not number one. But you're,
0: you know it's in the top 10.
1: Absolutely. So that's oh, going to be yours. Okay. Fine. All right. It's number two. Okay.
0: It's number two. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune is number six. Ooh. The price is right. The Price Is Right is number four. Oh, let's make a deal. Okay. Let's make a deal is number seven. You hmm. guys are neck and neck. These two,
1: you can end in a tie. Hmm. You can
0: separate the two of you.
1: Ten thousand dollars pyramid or twenty five thousand dollars. Pick a pyramid. Just pyramid. Pick a pyramid. Pyramid. You are good. Pyramid is number eight. Oh. Blake, you got you got to
0: hit this one to win
2: nine. So, so you have one nine or ten left, basically. There's threes out there, fives out there. Hmm.
0: The newlywed game. The newlywed game squeaking in at number nine. Okay. All right, you want to do a sudden death?
1: Did he say Wheel of Fortune? Yes. Yes, he did. Um, I did Prices Right. You did Let's Make a Deal. I did Jeopardy. <laughs> You go first. <laughs>
0: like sudden death. He, he's passed it to you. So I don't should, think he understands what sudden death means. It's the best me.
2: game show of all
1: time. I know. If he gets it, I lose. Who wants to be a millionaire? That's number five. Blake is. Wow. I, I would not have put number, that, one, I would have put that one, one up there. Number one on this
0: list. And I enjoyed this game. Password? I, I thought it was funny. Password's 15. Didn't Ooh, make the top ten. Poor Alan Ludden. Press, press your luck. It was number 13.
1: Okay. Then they make top 10. Uh, match game. Oh. You know, it's funny. I was asking I Julie it, about that. Yeah, very never, much so. No. I would never put it. In but it was on of, forever.
0: Yeah. I would never put it in front of Jeopardy. I mean,
1: where else would you find Fanny Flagg and um, Charles, Charles Nelson Riley?
2: Yeah, they were hilarious. Yeah. 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 Right. Dumb Dora's dumb. Right. How dumb is she? Yeah. <laughs> She's so dumb. Where's right. Gene Rayburn the when one, you need him?
0: One neither one of you listed, and I thought for sure you would list it. A match so game was number one. I watch this wow. on reels all the time. Family Feud. Oh, there you go. I That's can't believe right. You guys missed it. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we have to think out of the box. Yeah, no, no. Like, yeah, you we won, do well. You won in sudden death. Yeah, all right. But you guys,
2: I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to give you guys A's on that. You guys did pretty well. well.
1: And in, yes. all, in all candor, had I gone first, I was not going to get that answer. So yeah,
2: yeah. The, the game show network plus plus the CBS uh-huh. lineup at uh, 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 like ten to t- ten to twelve was was my go to uh, like sick sick watching. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so what game show
0: you want to start with?
1: You've got scandals. I have scandals. All I right. do. Um, and there's fascinating stuff there. Um, I, I did find out one thing, because if I don't get to my second game show, which is You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx. Yes. That was actually, because we talk frequently about how um, I Love Lucy was the first show with a live audience. Mm-hmm. It was the second you bet your life with Groucho Marx was the oh first God, show with the a live sitcom, audience. Okay. First sitcom, or or the second show? Yeah, yeah. Regardless,
0: oh, was second overall?
1: I believe so. Because oh, really the first one was Groucho Marx. You bet your life, and then it was I yeah. Love Lucy. I just assumed all yeah. game shows
0: had live audiences. Mm, not apparently so not.
1: Okay. No. All right. So. Um, yeah. So all right. So. Um, the first game show was on the radio in 1941. It's called Truth of Consequences, and then it had a years and years runs in different iterations on television. Um, but in the mid to late 50s, they started you know big money game shows like mm. you could win a lot of money. Um, there was the first one was called Twenty One. Then you had the sixty four thousand dollar question and the sixty four thousand dollar challenge, but um, Twenty One was the first one and. Uh, it was in 1956. It was sponsored by Geritol, and it was the same type of thing. It pitted two contestants against each other mm-hmm. in the isolation booth. They couldn't yeah. hear what was going on, and they had to answer questions. And if they got it right, they got money. If they got it wrong, um, sometimes money was deducted. There was, you know, there was a formula to it. But the um, sponsor was Geritol. And the first three or four episodes of this show... They were going, why are we sponsoring? It kept being a zero-zero tie because nobody got any questions right. It was too hard. It, either that or the people were just not right there. Yeah. you know. They didn't, so, they didn't pre-test the people. Correct. Ken Jennings wasn't in the room. No. Okay. No, he was not. Um, so they had a um, contestant by the name of Herb Stemple, who was a guy from New York City. Um, he was a, a student or a graduate of CCNY, uh, City College of New York. You know, you're basically, you know, if you lived in the city, you got either free tuition or, you know, it was and CCNY, the, you know, was mm-hmm. a pretty good school. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the guy was a normal-looking guy, but when it was time to be on the show, they wanted to make him a little bit more everyman, so they put him in a slightly frayed shirt, a slightly frayed jacket, a little oversized outfit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they did that. And the guy went on, and he was actually very, very good, and one game after game after game, um, Apparently, they may have been feeding him some of the answers. Yeah, isn't there, is was there a movie about this one? Called Quiz Show, by, directed by Robert Redford in 1994. Yeah. Well, they said to uh, Herb Stemple, You know, you've run your course here. And this was like after three weeks. This was not, yeah. a, this was not a, a, a Ken Jennings or a, a James Holtzauer you know, production. Yeah, for like, yeah. Uh, and um, they said, Yeah, we need to go in a different direction. And they had a, a, a person by the name of Charles Van Doren. Who was a Columbia University teacher, oh, and he said the answer before the question? Nope. But he was the guy that was told that you're going to win, and he had the answer. And he came in, and they tell Herb Stempel, "You're going to take a dive." And it was actually it was actually more that Herb Stempel got it wrong than Charles Van Dorn got it right. Uh-huh. So Herb Stempel was told to give the wrong answer to the question, which was what was the movie that won the 1955 Academy Award for Best Picture? Okay. The answer to that was Marty with Ernest Borgnine. Gotcha. The problem with this was that very was Very Herb- handsome man, by the way. Uh, did we mention McHale's Navy last yeah, week or two very, weeks ago? Very Thank you. man. Um, and um, this is Herb Stemple's favorite movie. Oh. He knew this answer, but he was told he had to take a dive. So he said On the Waterfront, which won in 1954, okay. and he lost. Yeah, Charles Van Doren, who was the progeny of you know a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, author, father, author, mother. His parents were, were were you know came and made a run for it until all this shook out in the wash where they were cheating. Yeah. Um, what was intriguing about this is it led to a bunch of congressional subcommittees from the Federal Communications, the communications, to work through this, and out of this came. In 1960, a law that prohibited fixing of game shows—believe it or not—they had to pass a law that said you cannot fix the results of a game show, especially if there was money involved.
0: Yeah, the integrity of it. Believe that's it pretty well. And
1: it, for a while, they didn't believe any of this stuff. That was—they they didn't believe anybody was fixed, and, and nobody really came through. Until one day, a guy by the name of James Snodgrass came before the committee, and he says, "I'll prove it to you." Mm-hmm. I said, "How?" You know, we have to believe your word? Uh-huh. He said, no, here. And he handed them a registered letter that he had sent to himself on May 11th in 1957. He hadn't opened it. Correct. It's like a poor man's copyright. That's
0: pretty awesome.
1: And that was a good it, had the, it had the answers to what he was going to say on the show on May 13th, 1957, two days later. So it was postmarked, it was sealed, it was registered, and it was unopened. And he gave that to the committee and said That's how you see Y A. Yep. It was my answer to the seven dwarfs. And I was gonna answer the question in this order. It said and he wrote down, I'm gonna answer the question in this order, in this order. I'm gonna pause here. I'm gonna make a, a little remark about Grumpy, he's the cranky one uh-huh. and keep going. And he handed it to them and they looked at, at the show and was that was exactly it. Verbatim. And they said, Well, I guess we have a problem here. Yeah. So that was that was where that came from. that was really I found that very fascinating. I bet they felt like dopey. <laughs> and the producers weren't happy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think that's all the dwarf jokes I got. Uh, we can probably get. Uh, yeah, you did. Well, dopey. Speaking yeah. of dwarfs, let's move Hi. to Doc. Okay, Doctor Joyce Brothers. Sixty-four thousand dollar question. The woman, you know, and I grew up with the woman on Johnny well, Carson really show and things woman. of that nature. Yeah, but believable. I didn't know. I didn't know the backstory until you know a couple of days ago. Right.
0: Well, one thing. One thing I want to make sure you said. Truth or consequences was the first. TV game show. Game
1: show? Yeah. Game th- show on radio? No,
0: first TV sh- game show. The first one on radio... Oh, I was, thought it was... This is 19... Uh, 19- radio was on Spelling Bee. was Spelling Bee. Really? It beat it by three years.
1: When, uh, so 1938? 30, 1938. Wow, okay. Spelling Bee. All right. Yeah, I would never do well on that show. No. No, not at guy. Can't, no can't way. Spell. Yeah, I mean, all. No Yeah, right, both.
2: Dr.
0: Joyce Brothers. We'll go back to it.
1: Yeah, um, fabulous. She was on the $64,000 question. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, you answer questions, you start with $100, $200, blah, 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 and then you get to a cutoff point, whereas if you go past that point, you you keep your minimum threshold and you keep, you know, you can't lose more than that. Mm-hmm. And you keep going, you keep going. And the interesting thing about that show was they would give you categories to choose from, but they couldn't be in your field of expertise or things that you were knowledgeable in. Yeah, She, and, was, a, she was a psychologist. Correct. And a... Believe it or not, a, a homemaker, right. A <laughs> so she couldn't do anything on, on home economics, homemaking, or psychology. Mm-hmm. So they gave the woman a choice of three subjects. Football, um, horse racing, or boxing. Mm-hmm. At the time, her husband was a boxing fan. Yeah. So she said, I'll do boxing. And she studied. And she studied. She read movie. two years of Ring magazine. She, yeah. she read boxing encyclopedias. And she got on the show, and she kicked She won the $64,000 question. She worked her way up to it. $64,000 question. What was interesting about that is she was so proficient in understanding boxing that CBS gave her a job as the color commentator ringside in the, oh, I know it was the Sugar Ray Robinson and, I want to say, Jerry Bassiolo fight? Yeah, it might have been. That would have been the right time frame. Yeah, who was it? That would have been the right
0: time frame. All right, but... Not only did she know boxing, and she became a Carmen commentary. Basilio, I'm sorry. She won it twice. Yeah, yeah. She did the question and then the challenge. So the question, only two people ever made it to the $64,000 question. The last question, right? Win it. Yeah. win All right. And she was one of those. Only woman to ever win it. And then she won the, uh, two years later,
1: she won the $64,000 challenge which you had to be a winner on the $64,000 question to even qualify to get on that show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. She won a, and it made her famous. She was she was a homemaker, wanted to supplement her income, signed up for it as a contestant and won. And did it, then did it again. Yeah. And then she ended up having a very famous career. As a psychologist, she was Dr.
1: Phil before Dr. Phil. Yeah, way before and way nicer. Yeah, and absolutely. And she was on the Johnny Carson show quite frequently. She was yeah. one of his more re- uh, frequent guests. And she was real. Yes, yeah, she and she real. was lovely, lovely woman. Yeah,
0: she was real. All
1: right, uh, I want to go to my favorite and a lot
0: of people's favorite is Jeopardy. Always now, I told I told this story last night at trivia, of and and it's actually this is a different one from the story I had. Okay. But it just said it was Merv Griffin's wife's idea.
1: In the car, right.
0: Well, it was actually they were flying. Oh, okay. So we have to, we have to uh, edit. They were going to fly back home, and they started playing a game. And she said, I'll give you the answer. You have to tell me what the question is. And they played that game. And by the time they got done with the flight, Merv's like, all right, I'm pitching this. And he pitched it, and he pitched it to NBC. And they loved it, and it's been on pretty much, I think there was a little hiatus there. A couple years. It's been on the air since 1964. Jeopardy's three years older than me. (laughs) How old were you in 64?
1: I was six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you were in kindergarten when Jeopardy started.
1: Or first grade. Yeah. So, And I remember.
0: It was entirely his wife's
1: concept that they molded playing back and forth. It's, it, it's great. Now, I have a question for you. Because everybody sits on the catch-at-home and plays Jeopardy. Yes. And there's two kinds of people. There's people that play right, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and people who don't. Okay. And by that I mean, even when you're pitching it to the TV and you ain't getting points and you don't have a buzzer, do you answer in the form of a question? And yes, I do. I, I don't. I do. I don't. And my wife doesn't. I don't. Uh, I I'm sorry. Sh- that's, if I
0: was on the show... I would do it, and people always, you know, because I got a lot of stupid stuff stuck up there. Yeah, like, yeah we know. They're like, me too. Why? They're like, why don't you, why don't you get on the show? Problem is, is, I'm dyslexic, so by the time I read it, it's already out there to somebody else. Right. It just takes me too long to read. Mm.
1: I crush Trivial Pursuit. I'm pretty sure I get my ass kicked in Jeopardy. You know, I, I. I at one point in time, and this goes back years and years and years, I did the online test, and because of my inability to, you know, use a keyboard well, mm-hmm. um, and again, my left and right dyslexia, um, I. Couldn't push the buttons in the right way to answer the questions. Probably to get to to oh, type yeah. I had the answers, I just couldn't manifest them into the into the box on the screen quickly enough. Gotcha. So, but I think there's a, I think there's a different um, methodology for that now. But anyway, one of these days. All right, um, we got time for one more game show each. Okay, which one you want to do? You bet your life. Say the oh. secret word, and duck will come down and give you $100. Yeah. Groucho Marx. So so funny. Oh, it was... You know, and the show was just a, a medium for him to basically ad-lib. Mm-hmm. Nobody left empty-handed. He would always get a couple, usually a man or a woman. Occasionally he had celebrities on and people he knew. Um, his his uh, announcer and his foyer was George Fenneman, And Groucho would sit there behind the podium. And there was a secret word in every game and there was a duck that would come down on a string that had $100 in its mouth and a card that had the secret word. And if you said the secret word in the conversation of talking to Groucho or answering questions, the duck would come down and give you the $100. Um, and Groucho would try to lead the conversations into a direction where that word would be plausible to say organically. Yeah. Um, but it was really pretty interesting. Uh, and you know, And if people crapped out and didn't get any of the questions right... He would ask them a question so that they could walk away with money. Yeah. And it was goofy stuff like, what's the color of George Washington's white horse? Yeah, Things of that nature. Um, but it turned out one day he asked somebody who's buried in Grant's tomb. And the guy said, no one. And Groucho looked at him and said, what are you talking about? He said, it's a mausoleum. It's above ground. Nobody's buried there. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. true. Yeah. So that was, so that, was that. And that's it. was there. Um, that's actually true. But it was a great show. And, and, right, and So a, quick question, side note. Sure.
0: Um, Tangent, baby. Yep. Um,
1: Three Stooges, whoop, whoop, whoop. or the the uh, Marx Brothers. Oh, I grew up on the Three Stooges, but I do love me the Marx Brothers. This is
0: supposed to be rapid fired You're thinking way too much
1: into this. Yeah, sorry. You know me by now. I overthink yeah. everything. I'll go. I'll go Three Stooges. Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Um,
0: Laurel and Hardy, or or uh, Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello.
1: What if I throw in Martin and Lewis? Abbott and Costello, because one of my favorite movies is an Abbott and Costello movie with not a lot of um, familiarity called The Time of Their Lives. Yeah. Great movie about haunting um, the Revolutionary War and haunting a property and being cursed there. It's a great movie, The Time of Their Lives. Three it's one of my Saturday morning stables. All right, Three Stooges
0: or our gang? Three Stooges. Staying with Stooges. I am. Yeah. Stooges over Abbott yeah. yep. Costello yep. or Abbott Costello still wins. Abbott Costello. Abbott. Hey
1: Abbott! Oh, sorry. Ab- sorry, Blake.
0: Just blew Blake's ears out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one I'm gonna do is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay. Now this is, I do. This is a show I think I would do okay on. Yes. I think I, cause I think I have a good group of friends. If I got stuck, I have a friend in each one of those categories because I've thrown these categories at people. Mm-hmm. Uh, The very first winner, his name is John Carpenter. Okay. All right. Very first winner. Do you know where he worked? I do not. First time any contestant, when he was introduced, was ever booed coming on stage.
1: Hmm. Now I'm intrigued.
0: Yes. He's a collection agent for the IRS. (laughs) Understandable. But he was Sorry, very, John. he was the very first winner on Who Wants to be a Millionaire? He won a million dollars. Hopefully he got it away from probably that. Probably paid all his taxes on it, I'm sure. Got it. I guarantee <laughs> he did that. Guaranteed. All right. Last little quiz. Um interesting guest on the dating game. There oh, were oh. some really interesting people that were on the dating game. Yes, wasn't there were.
2: apparently a serial killer as one of them? Yeah, wasn't Ted Bundy on there? I believe so. Was it Ted Bundy?
0: I believe one of them was on there. All right. So here's a a list I'm just going to throw. You
1: you think he didn't win and therefore
0: that started him? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And these are ones that I'm wondering, thank goodness I didn't pick him or why didn't I pick him? There you go. All right. Desi Arnaz Jr. Okay. He was on there in 67. Bill Bixby. Okay. Well before the Incredible Incredible Hulk. Um, David Cassidy. Okay. A lot of these people did Arthur not get picked. Really, did not get picked. Tom Selleck was on there twice.
1: Didn't get picked either time. HR Puff and stuff in costume. Yes. Ooh, that would have been that would have been frightening if somebody picked that one. Well, wait a yes. second. Who are the who are the Bachelorette contestants? Uh, I don't I don't know who. <laughs> All right, um, Kermit
0: the Frog. Kermy. All right. Um, I have to fight off Miss Piggy. Tom Selleck was on there twice. Mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman was on there as Pee Wee Herman. So, Paul okay. Rubens. Yep. Vincent Price.
1: Oh, I met him. Andy Kaufman. Him. Ooh, Gladys Knight. Sans Pips.
0: All right. Also on there twice, Maureen
1: McCormick. You know who she is? Marsha, Marsha, Marcia. Yeah. Can was... you imagine if it was Gladys Knight and the three bachelors were the Pips? Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> really? Yeah. And let's uh, see Adam West. Batman.
0: Yeah. So also Barry Williams was on there too. So Marcia. Okay. So the Marcia and Barry both covered their, all right. their bases. All right, I'm gonna ask you sure. to help me out on some of these uh sure, some of these sponsors
1: here because I'm starting to lose it. All uh, right, well. You know, we we've talked about River and Fort, which today sadly would not be the day to be up on their fabulous roof with a 360 view of St. Augustine. But the food is good. I, I personally like the the upstairs bar is long and great. Um, the downstairs bar, I would just spin my stool around and look That's out so over character. look look out over the bayfront. And they do um, have a lot of indoor dining space. Oh yeah, yeah, three um, floors of it. Yeah. No, no, I can't speak enough of that place. It's 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 fabulous and outdoor. You know, on a nicer day, mm-hmm. but they, you know, you can go tonight. It's still a little drizzly, but they'll take you inside. But yeah. even the even if- hands, you know, what can I say? You have the backyard. You have um, Johnny's Oyster Bar upstairs. You've got the, the porch out over the bay, and you've got um, the Irish pub downstairs, which usually has live music um, most nights of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you haven't tried their Irish cream. Try their Irish cream. Just, so just do it. Um,
0: and I'll take care of Coquina Coast Realty, being I'm plugging my own company. Well, there you go. Uh, Coquina Coast Realty, we do commercial, we do residential. I'm also um, Walking Man Consulting. <laughs> so we kind of feed all the way in, in all those aspects. Anything about real estate you want to know, call Coquina Coast Realty. Phone number is 904 669. 7901 One more time for those playing at
1: home. 904-669-7901. Thank you very much. Which leads into Abier, Kresge, and Associates. Because Thank I'm you. confused with what you do. Man, you really need a good accountant to keep your ass out of jail. They keep
0: all my businesses all straight. Right. Okay. So, I mean, these guys have been with me over a decade. And I've never gotten in trouble. Because these are my guys. So you haven't met John Carpenter, which is a good John thing. John Carpenter
1: has never knocked on my door. Okay, that's a good thing. All right. Um, and we got... Uh, Pirate Museum. Arr, so I, I meant to ask you, when your family was there, did they have the fortune to have uh, Captain Mayhem give my a tour? Captain
0: was not there yesterday. Oh. We, we did ask for him. Okay. He was not
1: there. Okay. But,
0: but they enjoyed it. Uh, they have some really cool interactive items in there. Uh, and the history that they give... Is authentic
1: and entertaining. It's real stuff. It, it, it's not made up stuff. And then Cheshire Collision Customs of Collision. Oh, you Blake, see. he did it. Okay, just for the record, me. I'm reading. I'm opposite. reading what's written. I have it written down opposite. So that's that's probably so he can read it properly. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that makes perfect it helps, sense. Helps me. Makes perfect sense. But if you're looking for a car to get painted, if you're looking for a, ding, a ding-dunged ding out, mm-hmm. can you dung out a ding? Um, any type of any type of fender bender, any type of collision work that you need done, these are your people. Mm-hmm. Is that about by
0: Holmes Road, if I understand correctly? Yeah, they're right off of Holmes, Holmes yeah, Boulevard yeah. there. All right, and last but not least, City Gates Distillery and St. Augustine Distillery. Uh, these guys uh, just do an amazing job. They're a community-based company. Uh, Philanthropic, yeah. Flavored whiskeys. I'm looking at the peanut butter whiskey. Have you tried that yet?
1: I have. It still frightens me a little bit because makes you uh, nervous. Huh? Well, you know, I'm kind of a purist. You understand that, so yeah. Mm. But I
0: mean, I I love
1: and I the, like peanut butter.
0: I love the uniqueness of what
1: they do at City Gates, and huh. they they throw some things at us that you just weren't expecting. Okay, so we're going to broker into desserts in a couple yeah. of minutes and now that I'm thinking about it, there could be a use for that peanut butter whiskey in a dessert. Exactly. All right, I'm on to it. Yeah, don't be don't, right.
0: don't be uh, don't be shy. No. You got to try new things. Oh. Look at that shirt. Yeah, you go. <laughs> All right, it's time for you are the expertise. Okay. I I only came with two desserts. Okay. All right.
1: right? And, and and
0: and Ben and Jerry's. I, first off, I want to talk about local desserts. Okay, what is your favorite go-to
1: local dessert? He, local dessert here in Saint Augustine. Oh, you, you're stumping all me. Right, right I'm off. gonna go because yours. Yeah, the yeah. yeah I, no, I that's, not, that's all not. All right, happen. all right. So, Blake, so,
2: I'm gonna let you go first. So all right. So mine will probably either be. Uh, uh, c- can we say the business name or don't? You can say the business name. Okay, okay. It's it's allowed. It won't hurt.
1: Okay, okay. So so, if they're smart,
2: they'll sponsor us. Yeah, so definitely say that the Teddy's ice cream is my go to
1: ice cream spot. Teddy's ice cream. That's on the corner of Kuna, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Kuna and St. George. Yep, yep, yep.
2: yep. I I definitely had a lot of stressful test days. And in order to to relieve me, I go to Teddy's. Okay. All right. Um, And mine is the lava chocolate dessert that
0: they do. At the Castillo Restaurant at the Renaissance. Okay. okay. It comes in a skillet, Blake. Blake, it's chocolate. So oh yeah. I don't have to chocolate. It. I don't have to share it with Blake because he doesn't like the chocolate. Ooh. But, and I am a chocolate. I love chocolate, so um, that's that's my go-to dessert. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to find a local dessert that that that's uh, nothing that I can think of that's particularly local that I would identify with, you know, St. Augustine or the the. The first coast, okay. So I'm hard pressed there, but I I got a billion of them. I mean I've made probably over. Well, we only well, have like twenty
0: minutes left, Lenny. Come all right,
1: on. so I can name every bananas Foster that I made. Uh, no, all right, the bananas Foster is that like your favorite? I was that was a made? signature dessert in two of my restaurants. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's it's bananas just great. Foster. Yeah, absolutely. It's a wonderful. Okay, so dessert. you're
0: gonna make some of that for me and Blake? Sure. You because know, because Blake, when we did, went to Vince Carter's restaurant, he had a great bananas Fosters down there. Um, it's now closed
1: yeah. personally. Huh. Vince Carter the basketball player? The basketball yep. player. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, so do okay, you so, desserts? All right, so I, I will give you your choice. Yeah. Do you want to go egg-based? Do you want to go layer-based or do, well, or do you want to go um, American? American. Okay. So, I'll give you two. Okay? Um, I've been encouraged to mention the icebox cake. Okay, do you know what... you have my interest? Famous wafers? Yes. Very thin chocolate cookies that came in the sleeve? Yes. Okay. Take those, layer them with whipped cream, and lay them all together. Basically, you're just spreading them out filling with whipped cream, throwing them in your freezer, and taking it out. It's a delicious dessert. It's easy. You have the cookies are always there. The cookies sog up a little bit. That's nice. You can put whipped cream around the outside or not. Uh That's that. Um... But the one that I prefer in particular, and that was for you, Kaiser, the one that was in particular is the Smith Island Cake. Oh, what's Smith it? Island Cake is um, a regional dessert from Maryland, from like the Chesapeake Bay area. And it is about 12 Layers of cake, but the cakes are they're they're a full size cake, little thin ones, but they're teeny tiny thin. And um, the classic Smith Island cake is chocolate frost, you know, layer of cake, chocolate frost, 12, 12 stacked high, chocolate frosting around the outside. You can also do, and it's it's white cake, I feel so like it's I'm a going vanilla to cake. A diabetic coma. Right? Oh, it's 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 they're magnificent. I mean, it's a lot of work because you're baking twelve teeny tiny thin layers. Mm-hmm. But when you make that cake and you slice it, it's very similar. Have you ever seen a crepe cake? Yes. Same idea, except the great cake, you can put 20 or 30 layers in. The Smith Island, you're only doing 12 or so. It's still 12. But it's it's magnificent. It's magnificent. When you slice it, it it, it holds up. You've got all the lines. And it's delicious. Absolutely delicious.
0: So I went a different route.
1: Okay. I I went more of,
0: like, history. Okay. And my two favorite go-tos, outside of cookies, I, I... it's quote it a dessert. I borderline cookies as snack right. or dessert. Right? Yeah. No. All right. And these two are also snacks or desserts. Okay. All right. And one of them, I I clearly fall in dessert category. One of them, I probably fall in snack category. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm intrigued. Right.
0: The first one is donut. Okay. All right. So. The donut comes from a lot of different areas, and it's different from every region of the world. So everybody has their own version of the donut. Correct. It wasn't until around 1908 at the World's Fair when it started getting its true form of the donut and... The donut came into being what it is today, with a hole in the middle, because mm-hmm. you had the you had the eclairs, not a donut. Right. No, no, it's not. Long John, not a donut. Right.
1: Bear Claw? No.
0: Not a donut. No? No. All right. A donut is round with a hole in it. My only problem Hang is... Hang on. Is what about, what about cream. a... cream.
1: Jelly donut. Krapfen. Yeah. That's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm conflicted. Right. Even in my definition of the donut.
1: So... Well, you could call it a Bavarian, then. Yeah, what is your go-to donut? I'm partial to the jelly donut. I mean, right. I'm, I'm an old-school Dunkin' donut jelly donut with that mysterious red glaze. Might yeah. be raspberry, might be strawberry, might and be red. You don't red. care how they got it doesn't in It doesn't matter. There. Oh, I know how they get it in there. I just don't know what flavor it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, Blake, what's your go-to donut? I'll
2: probably have to say uh, jelly-filled. You like the jelly-filled yep. also?
1: Yep. yep. He's right there with you. Which is, you know, and if you call it a Bavarian, you can be classy.
2: But... Do you consider an apple further
1: a donut? No. Okay. No, I do not.
0: All right. Oh. I don't even consider a cruller a donut for that matter. Yeah, and some someone just threw out there a uh, silk pie from Village Inn, solid dessert. And, okay. Yeah. And I I don't know and and yeah, Village Inn for think, their pies, for sure. I think Gypsy Cab's watching, so let us know if you have this. But I do remember this a Jeffrey's coconut cream pie, and that was hmm. amazing. Susan just threw that out there, so. If you're watching out there Kendra, let us know if that's still available out there. All right, my go-to donut is a crispy cream, <laughs> but only when it comes directly off when the lights on. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: After that, like it's yeah. Dunkin',
1: give me a Boston, Boston cream, cream Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nothing worse than getting a glazed donut at Dunkin' Donuts and having it be a little bit stiff. Oh, yeah, yeah a little, yeah. little yeah. crunchy. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, can't have it. No. Can't no. have it. No. All right, what's your but other I, But I was just just a, a sideline when I was in Chicago. Um, we went to a place called Stan's Donuts for breakfast one day, and I had a cronut, or their version of the cronut, um, which is basically you're making a donut out of Quasanto. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a square donut, but it's layered. You know, as a croissant layer, so it's a, it's it's a, a, a layered pastry. Um, fabulous, mm-hmm. and they put a little bit of you know your Bavarian cream in there, so it was pretty groovy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all right, well, you mentioned donuts, and you mentioned the universality of donuts, and and everybody kind of realizes if you think about it that food is universal. You can find the same product in. Every different culture with a little bit of an iteration. Mm-hmm. You know, be it a crepe lock, a wonton, um, a dumpling, things of that nature. Um, I got two of them for you. You can either do the egg ones with a creme caramel, a flan, or a creme brulee. Or what I'm looking at is a tiramisu, a trifle, or a charlotte. I'm a big, big tiramisu fan. Yeah, and that. I will be working on a new dessert, for those of you scoring at home, of a pistachio tiramisu
2: okay, I can, for I my
1: darlings it. in Croatia. I... I- I like a good, good pistachio. Anything. Well, it's interesting because um, I had the pleasure of working with one of the most talented um, food professional chefs I have ever worked with in my life. Was an instructor when I went to restaurant school. Man by the name of Nick Malgiari is one of the world's best pastry chefs, and that's you know legit. Uh, And um, I tested the recipes for his second cookbook, which was Nick Malgiari's Italian Desserts. And he did, because he he went to Europe and he he just, he did a couscous that he got the recipe from and um, re-engineered from a cloister of nuns in Sicily that make a pistachio couscous. Oh, wow. It's a sweet couscous. It's a dessert couscous that they will sell it to you in like a paper cone. And it's just got, you know, pistachios, pistachio syrup, and the, and the, the couscous in it. Oh, kind of it's magnificent. Guy. That is not an easy dessert to make. No. Believe me when I tell you. But man, out of this world. So I'm working on a pistachio tiramisu recipe. And when I have it, you will know. Oh, well, yeah, yep. I, I want to test it out. Yep, absolutely. All right. Um, but I love me a, a, just a regular tiramisu you know who makes a good tiramisu um, Freddie over at A little bit boozy but that's not a bad thing but, but yeah. the man makes a nice tiramisu alright maybe he should sponsor us maybe he should I think we'll have to talk to him we, we gotta talk to talk to Freddie. alright um,
0: ice cream you scream yeah we all scream love the ice cream, cream. alright so the earliest earliest we can find goes back to Persia in 550 B.C. It was made in the ice houses or ice pools. And uh, a Roman cookbook actually back in the first century includes a recipe for sweet sweet desserts that are sprinkled with snow. Hmm. Alright. And also the Persian records in the second century uh, for a sweetened drink with chilled ice.
1: So that to me Sounds more like a snow cone, you know. Okay, and and it's interesting because if you're familiar with Persian flavors, mm-hmm. they're flavors that we're not very conversant in. A lot of them have rose water, French bread. They're, they're very fragrant. They're very floral flavors, absolutely, yeah. um, and very unique and distinct from flavors that we're used to. Um, I know you and your founding fathers. How, do, how did ice cream get to America?
0: Uh, I I don't know that answer.
1: Thomas Jefferson.
0: Oh, when he went to France. Yep. Yeah, cuz yep. the French were one of the earlier ones too. Yep. And he was big yeah. on it there, you know. Yeah, Tommy, the Tang, Tommy brought a bunch of stuff back with Ta- him. The Tang Dynasty. Ooh, China. Records and this is this is the one that feels like it's the true origin of ice cream, Timmy. Okay. Uh, it records a chilled dessert made with flour, camphor, water, <laughs> buffalo milk.
1: The camphor's frightening me, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. And that's 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 what its its dessert was, because it's a very milky. That's the first one that really listed uh, as a milk based. Okay. So, um, that, you know, so I'm going to give it to the Tang Dynasty. Okay. As being the first one, because that when I think of ice cream,
1: I think of a milk based. The other one right, sounded okay. like snow cones. Right. I, okay. Right. Like an Ices or an yeah. right. Okay. Now I have a question for you because I asked Julia uh, this in the car today. Um, gelato in St. Augustine. Yes. Where? Uh, out on the island.
0: Oh, actually, downtown, too. Okay. They have it at uh, Lake. Where'd you work? Le Macaron. Oh, on. okay. Le gotcha. Macaron. Get it right. On. Like macaron.
1: Yeah. I always say it as it opposed to macaroon. Yeah, yes. I always say it wrong. Oddly, I, two,
2: oddly, two different cookies. Don't don't I, I don't don't I'm already having Vietnam flashbacks already to work in there. That was his
1: very first job. <laughs> poor, poor kid's got PTSD from from a, from a dessert store. Oh, I'm sorry, to that hear that. It wasn't
2: yeah, that bad. Yeah, either. yeah, funny, yeah. Funny, but my but, but in my head. Fortune's son is is sung in French. When yeah. think about it, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, so Blake your
2: favorite dessert what was it uh so my you said it down but what's your favorite dessert overall my favorite dessert overall is is uh, i think it was uh uh it was i uh, am i'm not, i'm not sure what, what the what the name of the pastry was but but, but was that a hell's kitchen though what what was it oh it was good i can't remember the name of it
1: either i know i know Cannoli, it was, napoleon it was mufle was at hell's kitchen yeah. in vegas Okay, so that was, uh, who's that? That's uh, Gordon Ramsay? Is Ramsay, yeah. Was it a trifle, was it?
2: No, it was, uh, ooh, was it? Oh, no. Oh, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to look at the menu.
0: All right. Okay. The, the favorite one, you, you said, um, you've done several restaurants. Yes. I, I had I, sponsors, I But is that? Oh, a uh, sticky toffee pudding. That's Okay, what it was there you the go.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a big I can still taste it, but I couldn't think of the name of it. Right, yet. I'm a big creme brulee fan. I'm a, I'm a huge tiramisu fan. If you make a good tiramisu, um, I'm your man, and I make a great tiramisu. Soon mm-hmm. to be in pistachio for those of you uh, listening at home. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's where that's where I'll default to. My wife is a big creme brulee fan. There's a um, great cheesecake uh, company on uh, on Cordova next to the Bar Harbor Cheesecake. What is it? Bar Harbor? Yes. Um it's 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 Bay yeah. Harbor. No, I think it may be Bar Harbor. It's Bar, it Bar Harbor. Yeah, is it's Bar, Bar Harbor? Harbor. Okay. Well, you know, I worked in Maine a couple of years back, so that's yeah. why Bar Harbor resonates with me. Um Yeah, I saw that. They've got a bunch of flavors. They've got, mm-hmm. you know, truffle, turtle, pecan, um, chocolate, pumpkin, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> we actually we actually had dinner in a restaurant in Croatia called Juniors. And if you're from New York, you know there's a Junior's Cheesecake. is a very legendary cheesecake. Brooklyn and Manhattan, and it's Junior's Cheesecake is legendary, and um, you can gold belly it around the world. I am sure today. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to the restaurant, and Julie and I are sitting there, and I'm laughing. I'm saying, "Well, at least we know we're not going to have cheesecake for dessert." Mm-hmm. Guy comes to the table and says, "Would you care for dessert?" I said, "Well, probably not." But what do you have? He says, "Well, we have cheesecake." Yeah. And he didn't understand why Julie and I both fell off our yeah, chairs laughing. Funny, yeah, it really was. So, All right, Do you
0: know how ice cream got to Europe? Your- my how did ice cream how did it make its transition from
1: china, china to europe well we'll say marco polo because everything came from easily. china right everything came from easily know. the best gift yeah. he gave us yep yep marco polo gave us it's there's funny actually, though. So, so we're in Croatia, and they're talking about how Marco Polo was, you know, dragging everything back and forth, and uh-huh. um, you know, there's a lot of Roman. And they keep talking about how, yeah, it's really interesting because they're giving tours in Marco Polo's the house he grew up in, which was built 300 years after he died. Huh. So yeah, so there you go. Uh, just, just be careful, tourists. Yeah. So, well, guess what? That's the end of our show. Okay. Went really quick. that that there was a tornado. I wasn't sure. Was that? I said it was either that or a tornado with Blair's, Blair's gesticulating.
0: Yeah, Blake was going like this.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So
0: that means wrap it up.
1: Yep, I figured.
0: That kid has not eaten dinner yet. He's done two shows Oof. in the roof. Wow, wow, wow. So I want to say thank you to you guys. If you enjoyed the show, please hit that share button. If you didn't enjoy the show, please hit that share button. Right. Um, hit those likes, and, and those things really help our algorithms and get us out there. Blake... We still got our YouTube thing going, right? Yes. What
2: was that? Yes. There you go. I uh, said it twice. Can you not hear me? We couldn't hear not you. Not the first time. We didn't hear you the first time. All right. All right. Uh, so check us out over there. He,
0: he's angry. Yeah. He, that, that boy needs to eat. Right. right. Feed, feed your son. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you tuning in. This is Bollocks Talks and Tangents. Bye-bye.